Ladies and gentlemen, it is another week. Welcome to the Budo Brothers Podcast. I am Kyle. I'm Eric. And we have another great week. Eric, what are we talking about today? I actually would like to discuss... I've been... Was on social media, obviously, right. conversing with the folks that are vibing with the content that we're putting out. And I've noticed, and I don't know why, I don't know if it's just recently, but I noticed quite a few, I think we're getting, in, some of our videos are resonating with people that have never tried martial arts. Okay. They're, they're showing up in people's feeds that have a respect for martial arts, but have never partaken. And I'm seeing common questions <laughs> that are pretty obvious to that they haven't trained in martial arts and that question is what's the best martial art uh, <laughs> what's, hey hey guys uh what's the best martial art uh excuse me um can you tell me what the best martial art is i want to i want to study that one <laughs> can we just like skip a few steps and just go straight for the <laughs> so what's what's the reply to that question what is the best martial art how do how do we do it? Because well, you got to know what what is it that you're trying to what is it that you want? Obviously, the one with the death touch. Oh, right, right, if, right. if your martial art does not have an instant death touch, then it is not a real martial it art. It is not your real martial art. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, if your martial art doesn't have the death touch, you're pretty not, might as well quit martial arts. Yeah, man. That being said. <laughs> We have traveled a lot and seen a lot of different styles and systems, mm -hmm. and we can with confidence say that there is no best martial arts. There is a best martial art for you. Yes. Right? You, you might be 80 years old and wanting to increase circulation and are really enjoying just moving your body. The best martial art for you is probably Tai Chi or yeah. Qigong. Totally. That's it. Like, I wouldn't say, yeah, hey, Grandma, you got to start rolling. And, <laughs> and if you really like tradition and learning about samurai and mm -hmm. ninja and probably some type of Japanese sure. martial art is great. That that celebrates the history yeah. and keeps traditions going. And it is very traditional and kata and, and geese and yes, bowing and, and, and customs and, and if that, tea ceremonies are in the... Mm -hmm. And if you're looking for ground and pound, that art would probably piss you off yeah like why am i doing this why are you taking 45 minutes to pour this cup of tea and if you're in military why the heck would you be studying something like flowy and frilly you want to get straight to the point let's get no, yeah no tactical like no <laughs> life no or bull. death yeah <laughs> right and and probably it involves a lot of weapons training absolutely and, and modern weapons not not traditional weapons yes yeah, exactly yeah. so i i do think it is very subjective what yes. is the best martial art and also to access. People yeah. forget that martial arts are very different across the across the world. Mm -hmm. The Russian systems are different than the American systems, different than the Canadian system. Sure. And like, look at Brazilians. Yeah. Those guys are coming out of Brazil just choking people. Like, <laughs> right. like that's that, that that's <laughs> like I don't know yeah. how that happened, but Brazil is just choking people. And like <laughs> You know, you have uh, yeah. like Thailand, yeah. Thailand, all these Korea, Korea spin kicking the fuck out of yes, people. Exactly. <laughs> so like what, like, like you can, you, ha your geography less so now. Yeah. Dictates a lot of the art that you, you sure. learn. Yeah. And a lot of it is cultural traditions as well. Why do you think Russians are such great wrestlers? Mm. 
I think it probably has to do because that's what they do over there. Sure. They wrestle bears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a couple YouTube clips. <laughs> you know, so what is the best martial art? Is it? It's such a loaded question. Right. And it's kind of almost sometimes like, what's the best religion? Yeah. What's the best business? What's the best food? Like, oh, the sushi's way better than your pizza. <laughs> Yeah. It's totally subjective. It is yes. totally, there's a best business for you. There's a best career for you. There's a best martial art for you. There's a best food for you. If you're celiac, you know, smashing croissants is probably not the best food for you. And there are amazing heroes who didn't even care about money, Gandhi. And then there's ones that only thrive off of money. Like, you know, like it's, sure. it, there's no right answer there is only the right answer for the individual and that answer might change over time so how as an individual do you begin to decipher from all the different martial arts where should you be spending your time and energy is it a process that you have to try a bunch of things yeah is it that you just resonate and you should know is it because there's a a good instructor in your area Mm -hmm. what do you think is the best tactic to find the best martial art for you i was actually giving this advice the other day and it was actually a gentleman who reached out and legit was like yo i just i actually want to know like what is the best martial art and since he had not trained in anything in his life my response was you know the style doesn't really matter i wouldn't put the style first as much as I would put the instructor first. If your first experience in martial, if you've never experienced martial arts, I feel like the instructor and you, is more important than the style hmm. for your first taste. You know, I, I think, I'm sure there's been people that have been turned off of martial arts because the instructor wasn't teaching from a place of, wasn't, <clears throat> following the way you know and serving people it was ego driven and it's you want one of these as he slaps you with his black belt you know like i'm sure there's a lot of normal humans that would get turned off by that and like wow this martial arts does a bunch of bullshit right (laughs) Right? yeah so i i really do think that if you've never experienced martial arts the style doesn't i mean you're going to be learning how to use your body in a way you've never used your body and the common thread between all martial arts is you're you learning how to use your body and a lot of that comes down to if you're going to get anything out of it who is the instructor do they re- do they resonate with you do you get excited when you learn from them are, are they opening up this new vessel where you're a kid again and you can't wait to get to class because you're going to learn something that's going to blow your mind because you've never experienced this before yeah that's the important thing i love that i like that a lot and it's it's okay to switch or do you think once you you try something you got to stay in that system for at least some time to give it some traction what do you what do you feel if you're exploring a new martial art yeah yeah honestly that just comes down to listening to where you're at you know is this di, di, is the flame burnt out yeah. is the school no longer for you do you leave your class in a 
higher stress state than which you arrived. Mm -hmm. You know, those questions, as soon as those questions start delivering you the wrong answers, changes need to be made. Yeah. Right. You shouldn't be going to a class that when you leave, you're more stressed out than when you came. Yeah. Because there's ego, there's this guy and that, and it's, and it's caustic and it's one upping and it's not a learning environment. It's not an act. There's too many cooks in the kitchen. I mean, there's a thousand ways that can make a school caustic. Yeah. You know, and I think when you answer, when you ask yourself those questions, the answers that you get back should dictate your next move. You're going to have hard times. You're going to go through slumps where you don't want to train. You're going to go through those. And so don't mistake that with I'm in the wrong place, you know, because if you had that fire, that spark that brought you into a, that spark can be reignited by exploring another, you know, go try, go try jujitsu, go try boxing, go yeah. try Muay Thai, go try. If, if the flame is out and the schools, you're not, it is no longer serving you to attend this class. Go try something else. Yeah. I agree with that because if you aren't enjoying it, what's the point? Uh, and it's different for different people, right? If you're looking to compete in a sport, mm-hmm. you're going to have to stick to that thing in order to, to learn how to even begin to compete. Mm-hmm. Like doing jujitsu, the difference between a white belt and a purple belt is immense. Right. And that's just time in the game. Like right. time in the game. Yeah. And like a brown belt, black belt, it's just time in the game, learning all the feeling and mm-hmm. movements and, and different things. But if you're just going for sure enjoyment or maybe to get exercise or maybe to try something new or get excited or to learn the values contained within martial arts, that's a different, that's a different scene altogether, right? You mm-hmm. are, you are going to for self-improvement. And if that person that is teaching you isn't helping you with that self-improvement, it's not the right fit. It's not the right place. And martial arts for self-improvement, I think is more, that's again, what's the best, but in my opinion, as good if not better than yoga and all of the current mindset things out there Mm. it's it's an ancient practice right that is proven for as long as as warriorship has been alive yeah so it's it's tried and tested and has been a necessity yes your culture didn't survive if you didn't have warriors protecting you from the tribe next door Absolutely. Like, sorry, martial arts was a requirement. Yeah. We're talking about survival, you know, warriorship. It's ingrained in our DNA. Now, I find out about new martial arts all the time. And I know we're always on social media looking for stuff. What is a new martial art that excites you to learn about? Ooh. That, that you would maybe... Like want to like learn more or we should explore or you know what? Yeah. Personally, just my just answer. Your personal... first thing that came to mind, I actually want to learn catch wrestling. Oh, okay. Actually. Nice. Like, I want to learn. I, I just, I, I've watched a taste, you know, what we were doing with Jay Cooper yeah. and, and man, there's a lot to unpack there that I don't really see in other, it's wrestling. Yes, <laughs> you know it's 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 its own art. It's its own thing. Yeah, you know, it's an Olympic sport. <laughs> I, I I'm in the same same vein, uh, but 
the wrestling that was interesting me was the Mongolian oh, yeah. wrestling yeah. that we were talking to that gentleman about. And like that, how he is out there doing Mongolian wrestling in the mountains yeah, and just these people compete all the time. It's like what they, that's what they do for the hobby. Like, <laughs> yeah. and it, it's pretty hardcore what they're doing. So I learning about the, that art and the tradition. And I mean, it's not for, for the fainted heart. <laughs> totally, it's not totally. a, it's not a soft art, but I think that one would be really cool. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy. Um, what's the, the martial art with the headbutting that the, um, Man, I can't even remember the name right now. Headbutting? Yeah, it's got headbutting. There's the famous Canadian martial artist. Lithway? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, how long ago did you hear about that martial art? Maybe nine months ago, a year ago. Exactly. Yeah. Like, so new. Yeah. Well, I guess to our geography. Yeah. To us. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that's probably been practiced for like sure centuries yeah not like you know it's 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 hardcore so like who knows what martial arts are missing and sometimes it makes me think what would we what information would we have if we had cell phones to record things back then like yeah you're relying on people's drawings (laughs) like imagine the types of martial arts we would have right now or the types of information we would have about these martial arts if it was time capsuled in a video in a recording <laughs> yeah. a video recording like, the the amazing things that happened that are we're only learning about through the word of mouth and the written word and usually that's the written word told by the victor yeah and <laughs> and i i think i've said this somewhere before if you take a look at our current generation right now and you have the influencers right yeah so these people are good at social media sure not necessarily good at their craft or good at life some of them yes some of them (laughs) so so let's take a martial arts influencer super flashy can do a double flip spin kick has a million followers maybe doesn't know anything about teaching martial arts doesn't know anything about instructing martial arts but his talent or skill is going to get time capsuled because when somebody a hundred years from now looks back at 2020 and earlier, they're going to be like, Oh, this guy was obviously an expert. He had 2 million followers and this is how he kicked. So I'm going to teach people how to kick like this. So could you imagine that that's what happened centuries ago? It's like some terrible martial artist was like, I'm the only one in this village who knows how to write. Like these guys, don't, these guys are dummies. They don't know how to write at all. I'm going to make up this martial art. Here we go. The real martial art. <laughs> going to call it so-and-so. Like, right. But what? Sure. It's 100% possible. Yep. And there could have been some unreal martial arts that just died out. That would, we'd never be, that would never, no one carried on the tradition. No one. If I was a betting man, I would gamble that, some of the best warriors probably couldn't write back then. Probably. So how were they sharing their knowledge? It would have to have been all oral tradition or handed down. And maybe one day that somebody just took their whole camp out by throwing rocks on them or something. You know what? Like the, uh, the original form of the documentary 
You know, you know how we watch a Netflix original documentary. Yeah. And it's amazing. The original form of documentary was, yo, I'm going to write a bi biography about this. This guy's awesome. Let, I know how to write and I could put it in a book or I could, I got these scrolls, you know, and I actually know kanji and I can, I'm going to write about this dude. Right. And that was the original documentary. It's and like, some, <laughs> and sometimes you wonder like, I want to sell a few more. I'm going to say that he punched through a person <laughs> and ripped his heart out while it was still beating. Yeah. And then he death touched him. Right. Yes. Like, but it's all possible. Yes. Oh, did you see the McDojo life post recently no. of, uh, it was a guy who was saying that he learned it was a guy selling a D selling a DVD. You got to check it out. It's so good. Oh no. So this is a guy selling a DVD about the death touch and he learned it from a master who can who confessed to killing bruce lee <laughs> with <laughs> with his chi and i'm not joking and like the guy like he's actually half decent at speaking yes. so he can you know, you're you're watching it and if you had no idea i could totally see how you'd be like it's a slap chop of martial arts right. you yeah, know? yeah 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 <laughs> so but the funniest part is is he he's like he's going through this and he's telling this elaborate story about how this ancient master the the Chinese didn't like how Bruce Lee was teaching it to the Westerners, so they hired me to go make him stop. And so he did his chi, <laughs> and then his brain vessels exploded. Oh and his, yeah. So, and then, not even joking, it's like his mic drop after he's like done all this, and you're like, whoa. He's like, now, this course, I can teach you all of this, and it's normally $249, but if you act now, oh, <laughs> it's, no. it's $49. Oh, no. Oh, God bless you. Do McDojo life. Ugh. And we sell digital seminars online, but no way, shape, or form do we believe <laughs> martial arts can only be taught yeah. by learning online. You, of course. You have to go, you have to participate yes. in martial arts. It's like you can't learn how to snowboard on. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I saw a master class with Sean White on snowboarding. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. That's a tough. Like, if you've never snowboarded, I'm curious. I'm like, can somebody teach you how to snowboard online? It'd be like trying to describe to a person who's never f touched water before what it felt like. Or how to swim. All right, guys. So here's a doggy paddle. <laughs> yeah. Online. It's yeah. tough. But so what's different about martial arts? Is it? What? If it's difficult to learn snowboarding online, is it difficult to learn martial arts online? I don't think it's difficult to learn but to learn to a point where you can apply it. Yes, which requires experience. Right? You can you can mentally understand all the concepts, but you cannot put the time angle and distance in, mm -hmm. which is probably when it comes to martial arts, the largest dictator of your success with a martial art. That being said, self-practice stuff like Taikoku, yeah, or like the meditative stuff, I believe almost 100% could be taught online. But what I like about what we're doing is that we're not, we're not saying, Hey, you've never trained martial arts in your life. You know, take this digital seminar. It's going to, you're going to be a master. No, we, what we do with our digital seminars is we give you supplemental training courses. It's literally a, it's a, it's a seminar. It's the next best thing to training in person with the practitioner the master the sensei the and and for anybody newer to martial arts maybe listening to this podcast um there's very there's something very special in martial arts is that there's live seminars that still exist so with martial arts sometimes it's hard to get 
access or exposure to martial artists. So what a martial artist will do is travel around to different cities and hold a seminar. And they go over concepts that you can then take and explore. And train it. And that's where we got the name Digital Seminar because we are taking that concept of exploring ideas and gaining access to concepts within martial arts, but we're just doing it in a digital form. And, if and then you, your job is to go train it. Yeah, because if you ever do a live seminar with martial artists, you maybe get to to touch hands with the martial artist like once or twice because you're in a room full mm -hmm. of a hundred people sometimes random training partner yeah and so it's it's very hard to learn but you, you take the concept and you go explore that on your own and and that's our biggest intent with with the digital seminars yeah yeah so we're, we're close to done oh boy budo brothers challenge <sighs> you know this challenge i, I think we, we talked a lot about what martial art is right for you. And I think the challenge, if, if you have, if you're in a spot in your training where, you know, a lot of martial artists, their schools are closed right now. Yep. You know, I, I know my training is taking a dive since the pandemic started, you know, like I'm, I'm literally, I'm doing solo training, solo drills. You know, a lot of, there is no schools open where we are right now. No, it's just, we got to get through this next little phase. So my challenge is obviously that that is likely shaken up your regular routine. If your school shut down, I would challenge you to go explore learning in other ways. And I and I know this is going to sound biased, but I actually highly recommend trying our digital seminars. Yeah. And I would challenge you to give one of our digital seminars a shot to continue to learn because i'm not joking it is a training experience and if you cannot experience training in a doge in a school in a club in the ring i would challenge you to try to train the concepts with a training partner if you can but even just solo the con just learning just put just getting out your notepad and watching two human bodies and a well an articulate instructor talk about what's happening to the like this is a learning opportunity and that's really what we try to do with these digital seminars so if you're listening to this digital seminar and since i just challenged you to take one of our own digital seminars how could i not hook you up with a promo code so 20 percent off your next digital seminar at budabrothers.com type in podcast 20 and you will get 20 percent off any digital seminar that you like Take it. I know I didn't say we were going to do that, but I just did. <laughs> <laughs> and not, not to mention that the one cool thing about how we operate our business is um, we have a Buddha Brothers guarantee. Yes. If for whatever reason you take that and you think online learning is not for you or not something you should be doing, just ask for your money back. And guess what? Ba -ding! Ba -ding! Be back in your <laughs> bank account. So there is literally yeah. no risk. So I really hope you take us up on that offer, and I think I look forward to seeing. No, I know. Yeah, there's no fake. No, I look forward to seeing you. <laughs> Absolutely. Next week. Have a great week, and we will see you all on the other side.